Hi Angels, this is Francisca and welcome back to Everybody Hates LA. Life has been so wild and so crazy lately. We're currently in eclipse season. The Mercury retrograde started and I celebrated my birthday last week. And it was really special for me because I haven't celebrated my birthday in over 20 years probably. Um, you know, just because life happens and, you know, I moved a lot and, and I lost a lot of friends along the way. And I have always sort of struggled with finding my identity or really truly realizing and recognizing who I am and what's been really beautiful about this year is that you know as I get older I am unbecoming and really truly honoring myself and my feelings and you know what I bring into the world and also allowing my friends and my family to love on me and to receive all of that so um, if you're listening and you were at my party thank you for being such a wonderful human for those of you who sent me love from afar, thank you so much for helping me feel seen and for sending so much love my way. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and I probably needed more than I thought I did. Um, and you know, it's interesting because even with today's episode, um, I think you'll recognize that one, we're getting personal, we're getting deep, we're getting into it, we're talking about things that people normally don't talk about. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I kind of feel cringy because I'm giving away some secrets and some uh, stories of my life that I never ever thought I would say out loud. And because I'm scared and because I'm thinking about it so much, I also recognize how important it is to actually share those stories because I think that people need to know that they're not alone. You're not alone and you're seen and your stories need to be heard and you need to feel worthy of them because that's what makes you who you are. And Eros, who is our podcast guest today, does just that. Um, she is a certified sexologist. She specializes in eroticism, sensuality, and BDSM. Um, she has weekly shibari classes. Usually they're, of course, in person, um, but she's done some stuff online, of course, in the post-pandemic era. A lot of people have kind of been pivoting in that way. Um, and her purpose is really to teach and offer people to practice, you know, communication and acceptance and talking about boundaries and getting to know themselves in ways that maybe society hasn't been allowing us to do so. Um, and she's just really on a journey to help liberate people and liberate individuals and allow us to practice this open dialogue with one another, expressing our vulnerability, establishing ways of consent and aftercare and all of the things that I think we need in our relationship, but also with ourselves. And as I get older, I realize that sex and desire and pleasure have been themes in my life that have continued to come up and continue to show themselves in ways that I didn't even realize were happening, right? And so having Eros on this podcast and remembering how I used to lean into my inner feminine, my inner sex goddess, my vulnerability, it's just really refreshing and has been so awesome. And so today you'll hear about 
Eros as being as the sex positive human who just wants to connect and tune people into their inner self, uh, to think about the cultural constructs and the misconceptions that, that are being said around eroticism and desire and even the shame and the guilt and all of the other feelings that we may have been feeling over the years, right? Of, of, oh, I like this, but I'm not supposed to, or, oh, I'm really interested in this, but I'm not allowed to talk about it. And so we're talking about it today. We're talking about receiving hugs. We're talking about ropes. What does it feel like? What does it look like? How did Eros even get started in this whole, you know, sex journey? And how can you be a part of it as well? Um, and Eros will be in town uh, in the next few weeks in LA. So if you're interested, um, I'll definitely link Eros's social media down in the show notes. As we all know, of course, the social media, um, sometimes when you talk about sex and pleasure and, and some things that are more taboo, um, the different accounts get taken away. So you can find Eros under Deosa Eros underscore. Um, later on in the podcast, we'll talk about some of her, her other names that she has because, of course, to protect herself and her business, she has to have different backup accounts. But I can't wait for you to listen. Let me know what you think. Um, and oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm sharing this. But yeah, keep me posted. Enjoy, and I'll talk to you soon. to officially meet you so nice to be here how are you i'm i'm so good how was your travel over here how long have you been in in San, santa barbara uh i was there for about eight days wow so i arrived last friday oh my goodness. and got back last night it's been so cold <laughs> <laughs> it was freezing i couldn't it was yeah it was super cold my coat wasn't enough, sweaters, yeah. layers, oh, no. boots, socks, everything. I sent a my friend from Puerto Escondido sent me a picture wearing her bikini. And I'm like, yeah. here, look at me, all bundled up. I love it. I love it. They mm -hmm. must be just laughing at you. <laughs> but I'm enjoying it because I know when I go back home, it's going to be blessing. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. Um, I pulled a card for us before you even came, mm -hmm. and it reads expansion. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was so perfect as an oracle card and guidance for us because of what we're going to be talking about today. Um, and in the topic that we're discussing, I think it's so important to have honesty, an open space, right, a non-judgmental zone, and really meeting each other where we're at being from Germany in the same way, you know, like you're more accepting of that. Moving to America was really difficult because then people were like, oh, that's weird. Or you can't talk about your body. You can't talk about sex. And there was so much shame with it. Mm. And it wasn't until a few years ago where, I, you know, somebody had told me, don't be scared of your sexuality. Embrace it. Talk about it. You know, like that's a, a beacon of light. Some people can listen to you and then they can feel liberated to be able to talk about it and feel the tensions and the happiness and the release in those conversations. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to start with that because you probably don't have that same exact journey, but you're in that space as well, right? To kind of get that permission and the communication out there and, and teaching people to like how to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Um, sex, the topic about around sex, sexuality has been so restricted for so many decades, for so mm. many um, 
identities, socially, religious, cultural, family. Because long time ago, they realized that it was the only thing that they were not able to control in a human being. Mm. We are sexualized since the seven, seventh week we are in our mama's womb. Yeah. And sexuality are hormones that run through our body. It's part of us. It's yeah. like breathing, like drinking water, sleeping, eating. It's just part of us. Mm. And when they realized that we were not going to be, they were, this was a part of the human being that they were not able to control from us, they started putting like, well, if you do this, you're going to go to hell. If you do this, you're going to get arrested. Mm -hmm. If you do such and such, you are a hoe mm -hmm. or you Promiscuous. Yes. You know, you don't belong here, whatever. What it's just, and again, I think as women, right, people always put all these labels on us in that way. Right, as women, but what about men? Yeah. They also have this, so much pressure mm. to deliver certain character. Mm -hmm. And with that, they forget about their own pleasure. Mm. And so many expectations that we put on them. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I became very sexually hyper at a very young age, since I can remember. Mm -hmm. Um, and it came to a point where it intrigued me to what is this? Yeah. Why do I live it this way? Why everybody's telling me to suppress it? Why am I be called names if I do what I really feel, think? Mm -hmm. And what I and, enjoy. And like many other people, it was periods of where my sexuality wasn't healthy the way I was sharing myself, and then to get to a point where I'm like, ah, this is it for me. And it, many, many things started making more sense. And the, the answer is not to repress that. Sexual energy is creative energy. Mm. It's life. So if we're repressing our creative energy, we're not creating yeah. We're not giving life. But how can we live it in a very harmonious way where we can even explore our darkest desires? Yeah. Without, without being shamed, without being judged, without feeling um, guilt, mm -hmm. and without being disrespectful to people around us. Yeah, yeah. And that takes vulnerability, right? Because you, one, being sexual with yourself and figuring out where in your body you're feeling certain things and allowing that to come up for you in whatever ways and channeling it, whether within your body, outside of your body, into an art piece or music or dancing or anything like that, but also with another person, right? Because if I'm a sexual being and I find another person to be vulnerable with, how can we enjoy that together and how can we come to it together? Mm. It takes a lot of self-exploration. Mm. Self-love. Self-love is another thing that I promote a lot. Yeah. Because it's the answer to so many 
emotional aches and so many past traumas. Um, Self-exploration, self-awareness, to be able to sit with you and make peace with being uncomfortable because sometimes sitting alone and touching and mm-hmm. discovering and exploring yourself, it can be very uncomfortable. Yeah. Because we're not all light. But, mm-hmm. I was going to say, when did you join or like when did you start your self-love journey? Oh, that's not so long ago to tell you the truth. Wow. I want to say probably... It's been an on and off type of thing, but I started mastering it mm-hmm. about two years ago. Wow. It's, it just became something that, well, the, everybody talks about the answer is within you. You have everything you need. Love is in you. But how does that even look like? How do yeah. we manifest that? How do we feel it? Yeah. It's easy to talk about it, but it's so abstract. Mm. What does mastery mean to you? Master self-love is becoming responsible of my well-being. Mm. Becoming in, uh, emotionally independent, financially independent, sexually independent. Not depending on somebody else to come tell me I'm beautiful or I'm sexy. Not depending on someone to take me out for a dinner. Yeah. Not depending on someone to give me an orgasm or as many orgasms as I would like. Mm -hmm. There has been scientifically proof that men and women can have better orgasms on their own than with a partner. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. And it's so funny, right? Because it's not funny, but you you read all these articles and, and listen to these podcasts and everyone's like, the person has to give you an orgasm. The other person has to give you an orgasm. And if that's not true... If it goes right back into just loving yourself unconditionally. Yeah. And when you start giving yourself those fantastic orgasms, yeah. you don't need, you don't nobody need anybody to come <laughs> give you those fantastic yeah. orgasms. And then you choose to share yourself with yeah. somebody else because they probably super fucking fantastic. Yeah. And they add to it. Yeah. But even if you go and have an intimate, romantic, erotic moment with somebody, you're not putting pressure of expecting an orgasm from that exchange. Yeah. Because, you know, you can do it on your own. Yeah. And that's liberating. <sighs> so did you start on your, you know, because you consider yourself a sexologist, right? Mm-hmm. Did you start on that before or was that part of the last two years? Can you tell us more about that? Mm-hmm. That's part of the last two years during the pandemic. I went wild. <laughs> I was uh, living alone in, in Chiapas, in this big home. Um, not very often I had people coming in and out, but uh, for the most part, I spent like three months by myself. Wow. With a lot of sexual energy. And I did things that I thought I would never do. Mm-hmm. I this animalistic sexual urge I started manifesting mm. and I'm like what is this yeah what's happening with me I always knew that I've been very sexual and and I have embraced it and I live it but um that flipped something within me and I'm like no I want to investigate this 
this is something that that it cannot be prevented, it cannot be held down, it cannot be. I don't like people who practice other sexuality like tantra and come and tell me, hold your orgasms for three months and see what's gonna happen. It's like, no. Explore it, right? Dive in. <laughs> well, yes, that might work for you. Yeah. But for me, it's a different story. And for me, it's this, and it gives me energy. Mm. It makes me feel f full and fun and walking around with this arousal. It's easier for me to talk to people, to get things done. I have a smile day. Yeah. I'm good. And I'm so tired of society, culture, family, friends always telling me, hey, slow down. It's like, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. And I went into a, taking a certification. I'm like, I, I wanted to dip into what is sex, what is sensuality, what is eroticism, because all of them are very different. Mm -hmm. And how am I living it? What does it mean to me? What is important to me when it comes to sharing my sex? Mm. sharing my sensuality sharing my eroticism yeah my euphoria it's very different settings and with different people that provoke different things interesting can you break those down for us because i don't <laughs> even think i know the difference well um sex is biologically mm -hmm. is people have sex to procreate sensuality for me, is the exploration of um, inviting all of my senses through doing pleasurable activities mm. and submerging on that, baiting with this provocation of all, every sense. Then eroticism is sexuality humanized. Mm. So you know we have sex procreation, sensuality, all this arousal Feeling of it. your senses, yeah. and from that you mix them together and you find and you figure out what's your blueprint, your erotic blueprint, mm. and that's how you choose to share yourself. Wow! With others. So did you find out your own blueprint? I think I do. Getting there? <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's I have a, goosebumps, so. <laughs> but I think it's a lifelong journey. Yes, yeah. And it should be because you just enjoy it. It's not something where you just cross it off and you say, yep, got it, I'm done, or yes, I got my orgasm, or, or whatever it is. It's enjoy it and be in it and re-explore it just like you do yoga, right? Just like you practice, you stretch every day or you meditate or whatever you might like to do. It's... It's a journey. It's a journey. We also are so, if also the pandemic show us something, yeah. we are always changing and nothing is permanent. And also depending the partner that I'm sharing to share myself with, wh whether it's in one-on-one, -on -one, whether mm -hmm. it's in a threesome, whether it's in a group sex, mm. it's going to be very different dynamics yeah. of what I want to share and how I want to share it. Sure. So when you got the certificate, 
did you immediately start teaching or where did that come into play? No, no, no. I, I spent a lot of time indoors. Yeah. A year and a half where I was just like, like my mind was blown away with so much information, so much uh, self-awareness and self. Um, I started getting to know deeper things about myself. And yeah. And it took me a long time to, I used to do it with friends. I used to share what I was learning. I just also as a way of studying and reaffirming what I was going, uh, processing. But, um, and then I started doing with people that I will meet casually. But it just, I'm just taking off this year to tell you the truth in a more, wow. in a professional way. After, excuse me, after this period of being indoors, just processing everything that I was learning. Yeah. I feel like, okay, it's time. But I was suffering from the imposter syndrome mm. where I was thinking like, oh, no, this is, um, I'm not preparing enough. And then I went through something with my sexology teacher. Mm. that whenever I used to talk about Shibari or BDSM, along those lines, I was shut down. Really? And eventually my messages started getting deleted from the group chat. And mm. eventually it, it went to one day that I posted something and they were mes sending me messages and calling me. I wasn't answering and calling yeah. over and over and I realized, like, that's not my community. Yeah. So that situation made me second that. Like, is my sexuality... Is it okay? Yeah. Am I not good enough as a sexologist because I have these other tendencies yeah. of living the way i choosing to live my sexuality? And I had to go through this other process. Wow of making peace no that's who i am that's what's yeah. working for me and then there, and i and then i started being more aware of sex positive what does that mean mm -hmm. this new philosophy that is very contemporary it's not so old yeah. that it started to be more enforced yeah and you're defining that in a way too right because we're trying to find these different spaces in life and our life and other people's lives whether it's a grocery store or of course with this podcast where you're building a, a safe space, right? And you're finding, you're trying to find a way to show people that it's okay to be themselves in whatever ways that that might come out. And so when you're getting shut down like that, I mean, it's it's must be like so disappointing, frustrating, confusing, weird, right? Because you're like, I just have, I just found permission within myself to let me be who I am. And now you reacting in a certain way, of course, is triggering me in a different way as well, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that's why it's so important for you to be that trailblazer and and show up in the world you know, spaces within yourself, right, that are accepting and open and where it's not judgmental, right? I mean, I, I would say I suffer from control issues, but, but I tend to have these, I, I want to call them like urges or the, my initial response is always to control a situation. Can I tell you how to be? Can I tell you what to do? Can I, you know, am I mad because you're not texting me back in a certain time, right? And, and this year, I've been trying to find a way for me to just be and, and listen to myself and where I am. 
And whenever somebody else that's a third party in my life, which every other person's a third party, of course, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let you be and it's okay. And it's been the most freeing experience. It hasn't been easy, but it has allowed me to truly figure out who I am and how I want to be. And at the end of the day, I'm, I'm better able to analyze, like, am I happy? Am I okay with how today went? Can I let things go a lot easier? And it's been the best. And I hope that other people in seeing me the way that I am now and, and kind of the space that we have, they're able to be more of who they are. And that doesn't mean that, you know, we're, we're going to be friends forever or that we're always going to talk and, and whatnot, but it allows us to be human. And, and isn't it all just coming down to the human experience and living life to the fullest? Yeah, I think that, well, that we don't have um, a recipe book on how yeah. to live life. And we, nobody has their life figured out. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of awareness acknowledging certain material, but I might be lacking on some other. Mm. And I life is about, for me, well, part of the self-discovery and self-love, I have learned that for me it's all about exploring yeah. and having fun. Oh, I love that. But that takes responsibility. Mm. There is this Picasso's quote that says, learn the rules like a pro so you can break them like an artist. And that goes the same to sex. I feel that. I mean, when we start sharing ourselves with someone and we are exchanging orgasms, we are creating serotonin, mm -hmm. which is the same hormone that we develop when we are breastfeeding our baby because it's the bonding hormone. Mm -hmm. And women create bigger quantities of this than men. That's why women tend to be more needy and clingy and wanting. If women knew this, and also men, Will you be giving your orgasms to everybody? Yeah, probably not. Will, or will you be aware that this is happening mm -hmm. and take it from a more responsible um, place? Yeah. 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 That's interesting. I don't even think we ever think about that, right? Because it all comes down to that, well, for me anyways, codependency and mm. <laughs> wanting to control the other person, right? But And we all have gone through that yeah. at some point. But then we evaluate, is this person someone that we just have really good sex, really good conversations, but our values, desires, and lifelong journey um, goals mm -hmm. match? Or is that all that we can share and I'm going to choose or we're going to choose yeah. um, up to when we're going to do this? Yeah. Yes, sex and conversations. Which that doesn't sound like a bad gig at all, right? But it all comes down to communication and expectation setting and being open and honest with yourself. I think, and I don't know if you know a lot about this, but, you know, right now a lot of my friends are in situationships or, you know, you're talking to somebody and, you know, you're like, oh, I don't really want to be in a relationship right now, but we can still hook up and do what we need to do, but later. And then it's been two years and they're still like waiting for their boo to, you know, commit to them, quote unquote. And then they have that conversation again because, you know, somebody miscommunicated or lied or whatever might have happened, right? And then they're stuck and then they're upset. We go into relationships with expectations and assuming. Yeah. It's never clear what we are sharing. Yeah. And 
that about like it's just sex it's never just sex yeah from the moment that you desiring somebody that's a feeling yeah from the moment that you you already want to be you're already feeling you want the other person to want you to desire you to embrace you so it's not just sex Mm. and sex and and if we have enough of self-love we're not afraid of saying i love you or sharing yourself with love yeah without expecting the other person to love you back because you already have that within you're literally speaking to my soul in so many (laughs) ways right now because it's so important right like let's let's dive deeper into that like you're in a situation you're about to have sex or you're you're doing that you don't think that it can just be sex i don't think or what's what's your opinion yeah well, when I, my opinion is that I can, human, or well, I can share myself with somebody with yeah. so much love, so much eroticism, and fucking live it and love it. And in that moment, I'm loving the one person. Yeah. I'm giving my all to this experience that we are sharing. And, and it can just be that. And it can just be that. Mm. And then talk about like if we are doing this constantly and we are seeing dating each other constantly in the regular basis, then maybe we start we want to start digging into like what type of relationships do you like? Are you into monogamy? Mm. Are you into ethical non-monogamy? Are you into polygamy? Are you okay with being single? Like let ask. Yeah. What type of co- relationships are you into? How do you feel about us not even seeing each other in a formal way? Because relationships are created in time with time. Yeah. So I'd really like spending my time with you. I like this and this and these qualities about you. When I'm with you, it adds this to my life. Mm-hmm. And I want to continue doing this. How do you feel? Yeah, I already know. I'm going to get so many DMs from people being like, is there a formula? Is there a template? When do I start having these conversations? <laughs> from the beginning. Yeah. From the moment that you go have the ice cream, the first coffee. I'm a very curious person. So I want to know how others are living their sexuality. How others are, what does it mean to you to... To share yourself in an intimate way. Mm. Are you into sensuality? Are you just into sexuality? Because also something about here in this part of the world is uh, instant gratification. Yeah. So everybody wants to go straight to penetration. When it's just a little piece of what sexuality. Yeah. There's so much to be discovered. So many more emotions and sensations that you can live Mm. where does somebody start like what tools do they have to to begin those conversations to even figure that out for themselves where does it start with a self-exploration with the moment that you get up and make your cup of coffee your tea whatever it is that you have in the morning start doing it with pleasure like enjoying it 
when you take a shower. Yeah. If you're washing the dishes, feel the soap, the bubbles of the soap in your hands, the water running through your fingers, being submerged in that present and being aware, like, how does it feel to be here? How does my body feel? How mm. will it feel if, um, if I do it this way? Oh, I like putting lotion. How will it feel if I put oil? And do it in a sense of like, oh, thank you, body. Yeah. Thank you, legs, for taking me everywhere. Like, in the deepening into a place of joy and gratitude and romanticism because this is like romanticizing life romanticizing the world around you going around like if you want to seduce everybody with no expectations just feeling like i'm so fulfilled with what i already have yeah and honoring your body honoring yourself and like knowing you're that bitch yes (laughs) absolutely why not yeah why not? So tell me more about your classes and your practice. And of course, we have ropes right here. Like, <laughs> tell us more, like, why, how, where does it begin? What do you do? So I got into BDSM a couple of years ago, too. The way it was introduced to me wasn't, like, the best way. But um, what has cultivated me? is to do practice to practice any kinky games there is a protocol to follow which is consensual mm-hmm. the setting boundaries negotiating sometimes or many times you're gonna end up negotiating and the aftercare yeah which are some of the most important ones and being educated. Shibari is a practice, a torture technique that is trained in Japan to captivate samurais and criminals. And eventually it made its way to America with a World War II. They started bringing mm. erotic magazines from there. And here started growing during the 50s in San Francisco. I had no idea it started in California. Well, with the sex liberation in San Francisco. I, I guess it makes it, sense. <laughs> but also it was the leather, um, ah. leather these underground sex clubs. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, that's how it started to be, to become very popular within yeah. here. Uh, Betty Page, uh, I forget right now the name, but many artists that they used to do photographs for Bizarre, which mm-hmm. was an un- underground magazine. Uh, they So they brought Shibari. And here in America, we use it in very different ways. The way I use it is to, to explore sensuality, to ex- explore sexuality, and invite people to open these dialogues where you can say what you want, what you don't want, you want to, before you share the ropes, you want to know if the other person is taking any medications, mm. uh, health issues. 
um, any injuries, it's an open dialogue to learn a lot about the other person. Mm. Then putting your boundaries. Well, I do want to be tied up. And maybe I propose an hour, but the other person says, I only want you to tie me up for 30 minutes. Yeah. And maybe I want to do impact play, which is anything mm -hmm. with impact. But the other person says, well, I don't want to do impact play. I want to do wax play or sensual play. And then we're going to negotiate. Uh, what about, okay, no impact play, but can I grab you from your jaw? Can I put my hands around your neck? Can I pull your hair? Yeah. Then we start negotiating. What you want to leave? Learn the needs of each one, the desires that you want to exchange. And at the end of this beautiful exchange of intimacy, there is the aftercare where you, you give your thanks to the other person yeah. for sharing themselves the way they did. And then you can, some people might want to cuddle up and have reinforcement words. Some people might want to eat a meal before they go walk away. Yeah. If you live together, you might want to take a shower together and then watch a movie together. Process everything. Like, did you like it? Yeah. Should we do it again? Should we change, add, move things around? Yeah. Is there a way, like, when it comes to the way that you tie somebody up that's correct or, like, a procedure that you're meant to follow or can it be just a freestyle and however you feel like in the moment that makes sense i like to do a lot of freestyle yes because i have a hard time following rules <laughs> <laughs> same <laughs> but um there are patterns that I, sometimes i do and they're um classic japanese i do a mixture or an inspiration between a practice called Ishinawa, which is done on the floor, mm -hmm. one rope, and it's freestyle. And between that, I mix and match, depending the person's mobility, how flexible they are, uh, what they want to leave. Mm -hmm. And maybe sometimes some people want to be tied up and want an aggressive scene. Some other times people just want to be use it as a tool of connection, but mm -hmm. um, or maybe restriction, or there's so many things that you can do with the ropes. I think it's, um, it's a multi-functional. Yeah, like even multifaceted, right? Because it, it can change every single day with whoever you are. I imagine even it doesn't just have to be with your intimate partner. It could be with a friend or with, a stranger, right? Or like I would yourself. love to, yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yes, <laughs> but with yourself, you can self-tie. And, and that's okay? Yeah. See, I'm beautiful. even like judging myself. I'm like, would I do this? Would I give myself the space in the morning or at night or whenever to just make that happen? But I mean, the answer is of course, yes. Yeah, well, because everything starts with you. Yeah. So. What's something that comes up for some of the people that you've, either taught or that you've 
um, experienced or participated with? Are there like any common themes or anything that comes up either throughout or after? In my personal professional, (laughs) Uh, in my personal life, I notice that the men that do let themselves get tied up by me are in a different mindset Mm. and are just in this open exploration as well of discovering different things. But I also have met many men that don't want to be tied up Mm. and um, this power exchange dynamic of me being a dominant and they being dominant. It clutches. Yeah. It's not. Yesterday, uh, in one of my classes, it was a central couples um, class. Everybody, we all, we live in a time where we have a lot of information out there mm-hmm. when it comes to sexual subject but we don't know how to implement it yeah and we don't know which one is best and which and how to choose it what's gonna work for us so last night as I was guiding them through drop play and ideas on how to use it and what to do and what to say people were overjoyed about like Ah, so I can also do this. Wow. Well, I can, it can be this different. And feel, and the sense of feeling um, noticed. Yeah. And uh, respected. Yeah. And not judged. And yes, it was a sensual role play, so the goal wasn't getting to an orgasm. Yeah. It was more about learning this communication because it goes back to open communication. However, doesn't mean that you have to be transparent. And you can be honest yeah. about what you feel and what you want to share, but you don't have to share everything to your partner. Sure. Because mystery is one of the things that attracts us to other people. And when you're giving everything, 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 there's no mystery anymore. Can we talk about this? How do I not give everything away? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, there are things that maybe when you are having sex with someone and you are thinking about somebody else. Yes. (laughs) You probably shouldn't say their name or talk about it. Sure. But that doesn't mean that it's wrong for you to have this fantasy, Mm. to be able to have an orgasm, if that's what helps you have an orgasm. Interesting. Yeah, I just, (laughs) it's so funny because like you're talking about it and I I automatically think of like the guilt that comes up in me, right? Again, the shame from being a kid and, and watching porn, which like, who cares? And also whatever, but being open to sexuality and myself and my bodies and relationships but yeah when you're with somebody you're you think you're meant to be a certain way and only think about them and you can't be aroused by another person on the street or an idea or something and there's just guilt I think not for everybody of course but it's okay it's okay it's okay of course 
is if you're not hurting anybody and there is consent. Yeah. Focus on yourself and your self-love and giving whatever you need to to yourself and just explore in the different situations that you have. Mm-hmm. And what that brings up for you. Yeah. How are you processing it? How do you process it? What would be your recommendation? I mean, of course, you can process it, you said, with other people, right? Some people might journal and other things, but is there like a, a recommended way? Well, think about how did my body feel? Mm. Like how was was I tense? Was I feeling nervous? How did I did I awaken any memories? Yeah. I, and just like go deep within, like what is this making? Um, these situations are awakening within me. Mm. When you are nervous during it, how do you recommend people work through the nervousness? So uh, a lot of time alone because you want to go within and start asking yourself, have I felt like this before? Mm. When did I feel like this? What triggered this? In the past yeah. and this time. When you move to LA or you move to a different place and uh, you mm-hmm. have these group activities, you're kind of you're opening yourself up to a different way of living mm-hmm. almost, right? Like mm-hmm. my family is from a small town in Michigan and Germany and all these other places. And so they never would have thought to do anything like this. Mm-hmm. And I think as we get older and as we put ourselves into these situations that um, maybe allow us to express ourselves in a different way, I think we can explore that too and be okay with it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it's about, it's about just, if something calls you, your intuition tells you, try this. Yeah. Whether it's the spirituality, mantra, tantra, uh, the ropes, another different type of place, play within a BDSM, yeah. whatever it might be. Go and explore it mm. if you feel cold for it. But once you are there, how am I feeling? Am I doing this because it really intrigued me? Mm. Or because I'm influenced by what everybody in L.A. is doing? I remember yeah. when I lived in L.A., I started doing yoga because all the cool girls were doing <laughs> yoga. Yeah, It is a spiritual <laughs> practice. But... I wasn't con- like I didn't care about the spirituality within yoga. Yeah. I just wanted to be another cool girl from LA. Mm-hmm. So it's good to question why am I interested in this? Why am I sharing my sexuality the way that I'm sharing it? Mm-hmm. For a long time, for me, Sex in the City was the my role model, and I did everything that these girls did. Sure. But it wasn't what I really wanted to do. Yeah. And I think you might have mentioned this, that sex in the city was your, like when you lived in LA, that was your, your way of living. Did that help you or did that hinder you? (laughs) (laughs) It has given, it gave me so many tools to be where I am right now. Great. I, in life, there is no good or bad. Yeah. It's just lessons, experiences. There are actions and consequences. We also, like, we put a lot of emphasis, like, did I do it right? Did I do this correct? 
Well, we did it to the best to our of our, um, to our ability. Yeah. With what we had at that time, the tools, the resources, that abilities that we had at that time. Yeah. And we couldn't do anything different because that's all we knew at that yeah. time. Yeah. And it's in the past. And it's in the past. And and it's already done. Let's think about the possibilities of. If I don't want to repeat that, mm -hmm. how can I make it different next time? Yeah. So I don't repeat the same patterns. I love that. It's all about like processing and question, not even questioning yourself in a bad way, but questioning what you liked, what you didn't like, what you want to change, right? The exploration, the journey. I just, I love all of this so much because it, it just gives me and the people that are listening so much freedom, I think, to explore and to see themselves in a new way in ways in which they might have felt constricted in the past. Yes. They put us in a box, and yeah. you have to be perfect, and you have to be strong, and you have to be productive, and you have to... You have... you have. But, yeah, some days I'm very productive. Some days I have no energy to do anything productive. Yeah. Some days I make very uh, smart decisions. Some days very stupid decisions. Yeah. Some days I feel like a goddess. Some days I feel like the woman from the mountains that never takes a shower. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we are all of these, and it's okay. Yeah. We don't always have to be perfect. We don't always have to make a smart decisions. We don't always have to be productive. The best ideas have come out from boredom. Mm. I love it. I could just eat this up. <laughs> what would you like for people to know about you, about sexuality, about finding themselves? I would like them, about sexuality, to become responsible of and aware of how they want to um, educate themselves about mm -hmm. what it's sex them yeah is it important to have penetration is it what turns me on what are my patterns to educate themselves about what's sex for them then do they want to explore sensuality are they already exploring sensuality have they found their erotic blueprint or they are in the journey mm. and once they are exploring all of this to don't be afraid to express it with the person that they feel they want to share share it with you also don't want to have to be sharing it with everybody right or you might want to be sharing it with everybody yeah but being intentional behind it right and not just scattering it everywhere yeah well you'll be surprised sometimes when you you can in, uh, inspire other people when you think, like, I shouldn't have said it, but then it's like, they needed to share that. Mm. And, and to just not be judgmental of others, of how they live in their se sexuality, how they're yeah. choosing to live their life. Yeah. To, we, we're not always going to understand why others are doing what they're doing, but we can be respectful about let them let yeah. them be who they are right self-love creating self-love rituals and it's starting little by little with the easiest 
tiniest thing to don't try to run right away. Yeah. It could be just by changing the way you take a shower, being more in tune with yourself, like when you soap in your body. Yeah. How does it feel when I'm washing my hair? When I'm putting lotion after the shower, if I put lotion, my perfume, am I going to put some on my ankles because I would like someone to smell it there? Mm. Just being more in touch with yourself. And don't do things that make you feel uncomfortable. Preach this. <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes even we are having sex and we don't want to be there. Yeah. But we are doing it. That's so horrible. Like why? <laughs> why will you do that to yourself? Because for me, chakras being aligned mean what I feel, what I think, I do it. Yeah. And if I'm feeling one thing and I'm thinking something else and I'm doing something else, I'm not, it's not aligned. Line. Yeah. You're doing it because you feel like you owe somebody something or you're just crossing off a checkbox and you're going to enjoy it. And that, like, why are you being influenced by society, by culture, by what your parents are expecting from you? Why are you doing the things that you are doing? Mm. And go explore yourself. Don't be afraid. Like, don't be judgmental of yeah. just being. Desire is so beautiful. Yeah. And be open to express to say it in an elegant way yeah you don't have to be rude about it and also ending relationships you know like thank you i have yeah. had so much enjoyment with you but it's time to walk away yeah <sighs> i could talk to you all day and i could get your <laughs> advice all day and be like what is this this is like totally <laughs> changing my life when people if they want to start rope play do you, can you just get any ropes or do you have any recommendations for where mm. to begin? Uh, if you want to start rope play, there are different styles. So you might want to try a different, a couple of different ones. These are youth. Uh, to teach, I use cotton. Mm. Just because play with them. Yeah. Play, check if your partner doesn't have any reaction to any of the materials. Yeah. Uh, drink a lot of water. A stretch, if you're flexible, it's more fun. Yeah. Well, it's not more fun. It could be a lot of fun to, if you want to be put as, as like In a, a certain pretzel. way. Yeah, yeah like a pretzel. <laughs> uh, but it's, it could, oh, it could always be fun. And boundaries, learning to set boundaries, to not say, I'm here for you to tie me up. Yeah. No, that's a red flag. That's, that's a red flag that the other person don't know what they want. Yeah. And if they don't know what they want, it's like they haven't taken time to explore themselves and mm. to know who they want. And also by setting boundaries, it's another way of telling the world how you want to be treated. Yeah. So learning to have these communications, setting boundaries, and negotiating, learning to negotiate. Yeah can be such a powerful tool in life in general. Yeah. And the aftercare, just embracing and surrounding to the moment of being vulnerable. Mm. When you get naked in front of another human being, you've been so vulnerable. Yeah. You you sh you're sharing that space, that moment, that sensitivity, mm -hmm. right? Sensitivity yeah. and intimacy. Yeah. 
and emotions, even though that we say it's just sex, it's not just sex. Yeah. You just want to have an orgasm. Just get a vibrator and go in your bedroom or to your whatever thing. you want. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's the human connection that we seek. It's yeah. this wanting and bonding and and feeling appreciated. Mm. <laughs> You're incredible. Where can people find you if they have any more questions or want to take your classes? Oh, yeah, call me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Instagram for now. I don't have a website yet. So soon. I, soon. Yeah. That's going to be the next step. Yeah. Uh, Diosa Eros with the underscore in between Diosa and Eros. Remember that. And um, yeah, that's, I think, the best way to, to reach me for I now. I love it. You're so inspiring. You're so <laughs> wonderful. Thank you for creating the safe space even for me to participate in and just sharing your story and, and your journey and everything. I'm so grateful for you. And thank you to everyone for watching and listening.